Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, The Doctor's Opinion, and we are on page XXIX. The first paragraph, starting with, on the other hand, going through that one paragraph, ending in require to follow a few simple rules. We'll be unpacking that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Tuesday, Lindsay W., Nancy R., Carmela G., Maria B., Naomi G. B., our newcomer greeter, Jessica C., and our host, Christina J. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, January 15th, 2024, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 21038, that's 21,038. For the 10 a.m. meeting, 21039, that's 21,039. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA Fifth Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Maria B. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Maria. Hi, this is Maria B., um, and I'm going to read A Compulsive Overeater, and I'm going to read the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all those defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to to food addicts and to practice these principles in all our affairs or to compulsive overeaters. I apologize. Thank you, Maria B. I will now ask for Naomi GB to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Naomi. Yes, uh, good morning. Uh, thanks, uh, Amy. Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, my name is Naomi GB from Ontario, Canada. So the 12 traditions. Uh, oops, there we go. So, uh, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service. Thank you so much, Naomi GB. All righty, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time or you'll hear my timer. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. 
In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the dock up on page XXIX, the first paragraph, beginning with on the other hand. And I'm going to ask Lindsay W. to get us started. Please go ahead, Lindsay. Can't wait. Thanks, Amy. Good morning. This is Lindsay W. I'm a compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. On the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol, the only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. Um, So first thing I notice is strange as this may seem to those who do not understand. And, you know, it says once a psychic change has occurred, like, so, so I have been, you know, this, this compulsive overeater out here struggling and I can't stop eating no matter how much I want to, no matter how much I need to, you know, I've gotten up to 350 pounds. I don't want to be alive. Um, you know, I can hardly walk to my car. I can't travel on airplanes, right? You name it. And what this is telling me is, wait, I just need a, a psychic change. I just need a change in my thinking. I just need a personality change <laughs> in order to have to eat this way anymore. And that is really strange to those who do not understand, right? Because I'm out there, I mean, there are pay in ways, there are trainers, there are eat less, exercise more. I mean, come on, like, I actually need a, a, a psychic change, like a change in my thinking. I mean, that, that is strange. That's strange to people who do not understand. Um, but my experience is, you know, I was doomed. I was doomed. I had so many problems that I despaired of ever solving them. I mean, when I was in this disease, I had so many problems. Like, you know, I, I, at one point in time, this was just about a notice on my door. I was spending so much money on, on ordering food every day that I was in funds fees. I didn't even have the money for it, but I didn't care. I couldn't go a day without my food. I couldn't even go half a day without my food. <clears throat> so I was getting kicked out of my apartment. <clears throat> you know, I like I shared, I was 350 pounds. Like I couldn't move around in the world. I couldn't even, I couldn't live my life. I couldn't show up for myself. I couldn't show up for other people, you know, I was flaking out on all my friendships. Um, I was I was lying to people constantly. You know, I would leave work in the middle of the day and just go binge and then, you know, come home and lay on my bed, turn my phone over, cancel all my meetings. Like, like I had so many problems I despaired of ever solving them. And then guess what? This is true for me too. I was suddenly, I suddenly found myself easily able to control my desire to compulsively overeat to control my desire for my alcoholic foods. That is my experience today. 
But I have to be clear, we have to look at this final phrase. The only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. So this reminds me, there's effort. I have to put in effort here. And um, that's the steps. And so that is uh, what I have to share and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lindsay W. and although we love to hear from everyone, if if you have shared in the last couple of days, uh, namely Monday or Friday, we ask that you allow others to share their experience, strength, and hope uh, as well today. So who would like to share on what was read? Who hasn't shared in the last three days? Nancy R. in New York. Nancy? Tanya B. Rachel K. Elena P. Rachel K. Larry K. Was it Alana? Elena P. Elena. Elizabeth P. Elizabeth. I think there was someone I missed before Elizabeth P. Yvette L. Patty O. Patty O. Did you get Reva okay. P? Vasa O. Okay. Reva P and Vasa. Okay, I'm going to hold right there because that's a lot. Okay. Vasa O. All right, Nancy R. Tanya D. Or Tony D. Shoot, I hope I wrote that down right. Rachel K. Larry K. Alana C. Elizabeth. Got to get your last initial there. Yvette C. Patty O. Reva P. Vasa O. All right, Nancy R, grab the mic, please. You're up. Nancy R, you're up. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, sorry for the wait. I muted and unmuted. Uh, Nancy R in New York. I am deeply grateful to share, and thank you so much to the um, moderator and to the first person who read um, and shared. Um, I have been. Um, meditating and um, working on my enjoying the work of um, getting the effect from a higher power so the psychic change I am uh, gratefully looking towards that to um, receive the um, the help that I can get um, not from food not from uh, volume or sugar or trigger foods, um, but to have the um, desire to change with the spiritual um, solution, to get out of my um, spiritual malady. Um, strange as it may seem, I also, it calls to me as well as psychic change. The whole paragraph is beautiful. Of course, I love the promise here. If I just follow the simple rules, the steps, I'll get out of myself um, uh, if I can not let myself down, if I can turn it all over to God, to my higher power, and I am grateful to be caring enough to care about myself, to want to have this psychic change, um, the uh, solution in this program the people that I am listening to, the mentors, the um, people who are before me who have changed, 
that I see, that I hear their recovery, their promises. Um, I haven't shared on this line in an extremely long time, but in listening, I felt called this morning with the sponsors before me. Each one has been uh, enormously helpful. The current one, very, very, very inspiring and um, promising for me, encouraging. And I'm encouraging myself. I'm praying for um, my sponsor. She's paying, praying for me. I'm praying for the, the help to depend on my higher power, to recognize the fear, anger, to do 10, ten steps um, as often as I need to, uh, to be grateful for <laughs> Dr. Um, Silkworth, Bill W., Dr. Bob, all the all the forefathers, people Hi. who. Thank you for letting me share, and God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy R. from New York. Uh, Tanya D., you're up, followed by Rachel K. Rachel K. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Tanya D., recovered compulsive overeater in Illinois. Um, and I do love this promise. Um, you know, I don't know how long it took me when I first came into program to recognize that one of the promises was like this. This to me, you know, sounds like the promise of, of food neutrality. You know, I thought that the best I could hope for is that I would just have the ability to, you know, not pick up and not uh, binge, not compulsively overeat. Um, I couldn't even dream. I it, Like once I realized I was a compulsive overeater, I couldn't even imagine that it could be possible to like not want to pick up, to not think about food, to not obsess about food. Um, you know, my early abstinence uh, was definitely like, uh, you know, filled with food thoughts. Um, you know, it was, it was humbling to realize like how much um, food controlled me. Um, but it, but I took it, you know, I, I worked through the steps uh, and, um, you know, to me this paragraph is saying like work through the steps and, um, eventually there came a psychic change. You know, I can't say that it was like one sudden day, all of a sudden I woke up and I realized, um, or, you know, it wasn't a, a sudden shift, but like kind of looking back at it, I was like, wow, I did, I, I'm not thinking about food. Like I'm, I'm more and more, you know, just thinking about life and the steps and what I'm doing and, you know, just actually living life instead of living in food obsession. So for me, yeah, the ability to not pick up the food came before the obsession was lifted, which, you know, kind of makes sense that we don't have the psychic change before we worked through the steps, um, but we can still have, you know, the ability to abstain from uh, compulsive overeating and kind of, you know, white knuckle it or whatever you want to call it. But eventually, the great promise is that the psychic change occurs and then it stops being hard. And yeah, at some point I realized like, wow, this is not hard. Um, I, I'm just doing it. And um, over the years, it's gotten uh, even easier. Like I, and you know, I just, I have such food neutrality, which is a miracle given, you know, my history of compulsive overeating and I was never a normal eater. And now uh, you know, I, I feel like a normal person, but I have to remember that I'm still not normal. You know, I'm not cured. 
uh, like this paragraph says at the end, I still have to do this um, work, but the promise is I, can, I get to keep this feeling as long as I uh, keep doing the work. And that's what, you know, really enables me to be useful to the world today uh, because, you know, even if I'm not picking up the food, if I'm obsessing about the food, I'm just not as useful, you know, I'm not out there. Um, and so I'm really grateful that this promise is true and that I'm hearing it from so many other people, you know, because I think it is important to say, because for the newcomer or somebody in the food, it can be hard to believe that it is possible, but um, it is possible. Time. Thank you for letting me share. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Tanya D. from Illinois. All right, Rachel K. followed by Larry K. Please go ahead, Rachel. Hi, thank you. This is Rachel Kay in um, <clears throat> Indiana. And um, for those of you who hear that, that are new, uh, who hear that we're in the doc op, doc op stands for doctor's opinion. When I came in, there was all this slang and shorthand and everything. I felt like I needed a glossary. So I just wanted to mention mm -hmm. that for those of you who are like, what is the doc op? Doctor's opinion. So um, Dr. Silkworth's opinion, you know, that all that is needed is to follow a few simple rules. And it says simple, not, you know, not easy, but, um, but simple. I, as a compulsive person, I can, <clears throat> excuse me, try to complicate anything. And the, the, you know, these are simple. It's like, we, we want to make things complicated. Okay. If I do this, if I, you know, on a full moon on a Tuesday, read this and listen to these podcasts. And, and yes, it's, it's great to do, um, you know, to supplement the steps with all sorts of, of tools, uh, et cetera. That's wonderful. But the steps are simple. I stick to the basics. I heard um, somebody say something that, that really uh, rang true for me, that the big book says, the same thing over and over and over in many different ways. Basically, um, trust God, clean house, help others. Like that's what it is. Trust God, clean house, help others. And it says that over and over and over again, which is a good thing because I have a very thick head and it takes a lot of repetition uh, to get through my thick skull. But that's it, folks, you know, or, or for me, trust God, clean house, not always easy because I don't want to trust God. You know, I, I want to run the show um, and I can't. Um, clean house, uh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and it is. Uh, it is a lot of work to clean, you know, my, my emotional house. Um, and help others, yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of work too. I'm, I'm, I'm okay here on my couch. But the thing is, is if I don't, then I'm going to be on my couch you know, in the food um, until I kill myself. Um, and so if I do those three things, those, those simple things, I am promised a life of freedom and a life of joy beyond my wildest dreams. So anyway, thanks for letting me share and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Rachel Kay from Indiana. We have Larry Kay and then Alana C. Go ahead, Larry. Good morning, Amy. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Uh, I'm Larry Kay. I'm uh, recovered uh, from uh, the Chicago area. So, um, you know, th this this paragraph, you know, talks about a psychic change. Um, we, we have different words that really are synonymous. They mean the same thing. A psychic change, 
a personality change, a spiritual awakening, you know, spiritual transformation, they really all are kind of referring to the same type of thing in the context of this, this program that we work. And, and one of the things that happens is one of the things that, that we're, so, we're so blessed, um, you know, our, our obsession to, to, to binge, our, our, our just insatiable desire for those foods that we can't stop uh, going to again and again, that's relief. And that's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. That's a, a tremendous bit of evidence that you've had a psychic change. But, you know, over time, we come to realize that perhaps that may be the least of the, <laughs> of the benefits of a psychic change. So a psychic change is more than the relief of the mental obsession. And, you know, this, this spiritual transformation, this psychic change is a profound revolutionary transformation of one's psyche. And in my experience, it encompassed a lot of things, um, a shift in my beliefs. I began to see emotions, perceptions, and my, my consciousness changed. It moved from a self-centered consciousness to a, to a God and, and other-centered consciousness. That was something that unfolded over time. It wasn't kind of a snap-your-fingers sort of thing for me. It was more of a, a dimmer switch kind of coming on. But it, it involved the reexamination of some of my deeply ingrained ways of thinking, you know, and the steps are what are the catalysts for that, for a lifetime, really, you know. So thought patterns changed, and there was a restructuring of my inner awareness. I began to, it seemed like everyone around me, people outside a program, the ones that I resented the most, my mother, she seemed to have a psychic change that coincided with mine. Well, not really, but I had been changed, Right. And so external people and, and situations began to look different. And my psychic change was also sparked by a sense of, of purpose and perspective and a service orientation. And that unfolds over time. Again, it wasn't a snap your finger type of deal for me. And, and old emotional baggage. And there was a healing process of old wounds that, that these wounds were beginning to heal and get hardened. And I got stronger in those areas, and it became evident to me, and there was new wisdom. And it was liberating, right? It's, it's almost like the, the, uh, the metaphor I would use a couple of different ones. One, you know, if you ever turned like a kaleidoscope as a kid, you know, where old patterns shift and, and new sort of visions emerge, and, it, and there's like a, a, almost like a colorful dance of transformation. Yes, over time, you know, it felt like that. And... You know, there was also, for me, a psychic change. I guess another metaphor would be the blossom, blossoming of okay. a flower. Wrapping up here, Amy. You know, the blossoming of a flower. And as it unfurls its petals, we see the beauty that was hidden within. We begin to see the beauty hidden within us. God reveals that to us when we connect. And we embrace growth and a sense of renewal. With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Larry Kay from Chicago, Illinois. All right, Ilana C., followed by Elizabeth. Go ahead, Ilana. So it's Elena. It's E-L-E-N-A. Um, good morning, Recover Compulsive Overeater um, for today. Recover for today. That's all I need to worry about. Um, so this paragraph is very profound. Um I hear that once a spiritual connection, a spiritual connection with my higher power, 
and wants my willingness to allow my higher power to heal. You know, my life can be transformed. It doesn't mean that other people will do what I want them to do. It just means that I will be able to be more aware and to um, own my part, to be more curious towards others, not blame others, you know, and to live my life with my higher power. And um, I heard somewhere, and actually somebody in that 12 step said that the connection with our higher power produces the same effect in my, our limbic system as the substance, as opposed to a substance that we ingest and, you know, the elusive effect of the substance in connection with my higher power, this, this, um, this state of being of, you know, um, just empathy and compassion and making good, this, this state of being is permanent in connection with uh, when I ingest the substance. It's not permanent. It just lasts for a couple of minutes or so. And I just think that's absolutely amazing, and I see it happening for me. You know, and the simple rules of um, what they talk about here are simply the steps. Before I started working on the steps, the rule was find a sponsor. After I found a sponsor, the rule was put a food down, you know. Then the rule was simply working on the steps. No one can recover, I believe, who did not work on the steps of recovery. And Dr. Silkworth observed this, and he was amazed about what was happening in front of his, his eyes. And he attested for this in this letter. Then after I recovered, the rules are simply to stay in 10, 11, and 12 and ultimately help others. Dependence on God, it can only be achieved for me through helping others. And why? Because God's world is in front of me. God is within me and wants me to look around me and do for this humanity things that I can do and carry God's message. And I just think that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, this choices that I'm making today will produce the effect of well-being on my limbic system to be able to continue to grow healthy, uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy. And I'm very, very grateful for, for this program. Another rule <laughs> is that I get up in the morning and listen to you guys because if I wouldn't listen to you, I don't think I could, you know, have this recovery today. I, it's just important to have this community, which, by the way, is the most supportive community I've ever had in my entire life. And I've been in Elanon for 21 years. That's not it. It's this community that's absolutely amazingly supportive. And I will not leave it for any reason in this world. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Elena, can you tell me where you're from again, please? I missed it. South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay, great. Thank you, Elena C. from South Carolina. 
Okay, Elizabeth, if you could give me the first initial of your last name as well. I didn't catch that. You're up, followed by Yvette C. Great. Um, my name's Elizabeth D, as in Donald, and I live in the Boston area. And I am a compulsive overeater um, and grateful to be here. Um, there's so much contained in this little paragraph that speaks to both my, my head and my heart. Um, strange as it may seem to those who don't understand, most people I've found don't understand. Uh, most people in my life that I come across don't understand why I have to eat the structured way that I do um, in order to stay safe. They don't understand why I can't eat certain foods and ingredients that they can eat in safety. Um, but the fact is, um, that is the beginning for me. I have to eat a structured way and avoid completely foods and ingredients that trigger my disease. That's the beginning for me. Uh, without that, I can't even get close to the psychic change. And then more than that, it goes on to say, talks about the problems in our lives. And, you know, I'm a relapse survivor. And, you know, I, I, if I read this, and today was really helpful because I, I, someone read it in a, the reader read it in a grammatically correct way that really helped me. So many problems. He despaired of ever solving them. So I, I would have so many problems, I didn't think I could ever solve them. And that was when I was eating, quote, unquote, abstinently. So clearly it's not just about what I'm eating. There has to be more here. And there is for me. First, I, I find an abstinent way of eating and, and living my on a daily basis. And then in abstinence, I seek this psychic change. The psychic change that I'm seeking cannot be achieved without first the abstinence. And then the work begins to find that psychic change. Um, and what I, I, I have finding that psychic change, again, for me, thank you, God, um, I must maintain the work every single day because I am not cured and never will be. I have a daily reprieve. And that daily reprieve is bringing me joy. The greatest, and I'll end with, with this, is that I am now able to control my desire for my alcoholic foods. I'm easily able to control that. Thing and living in the psychic change. And I am deeply grateful for this meeting, for all the people who are helping me and continue to help me despite my, my relapses. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. And I'll pass. Thank you so much, Elizabeth D. from Boston, Massachusetts. All right, Yvette C., followed by Patty O. Go ahead, Yvette. Good morning. My name's Yvette L., um, not C. There's another. Uh, there's oh. actually more than one of it. <laughs> and I'm in uh, a okay. recovered compulsive overeater in Connecticut. Um, and uh, the part that always uh, strikes me from this paragraph is, um, you know, the effort necessary to follow a few simple rules. 
Um, and that is um, a very clear um, indication that it does take effort to, to work these steps. Um, uh, you know, the steps are not easy, they're not comfortable, they're not convenient until they become easy, comfortable, and convenient. But um, it does take effort to, to live this way. Um, I was talking with uh, someone yesterday, and, you know, this is, you know, the big book reminds me, this is, you know, the spiritual life is not theory. You know, I have to live it. I have to do what the instructions guide me to do. Um, and, you know, first thing, of course, being um, entirely abstinent. Um, but that is just the beginning. Um, it says that in there, um, you know, that uh, putting the food down is just the beginning um, because it's not the biggest part of my problem. You know, a food plan will take care of the physical allergy. And in my mind, the physical allergy is only 1% of my problem. You know, it's my thinking, um, you know, the obsession that, you know, guides me back to the food over and over and over again. That's 99% of my problem. And without the steps, without um, getting connected to this power greater than myself in an effective way, because uh, I had, you know, the, the idea of God for a long time, but it wasn't effective. Um, and the steps got me connected to this power in an effective way that has changed my life has transformed my thinking. I'm not obsessed with food, and I know I didn't do that. Um, when I recognized that the obsession was gone, I said thank you to that power. Um, and now one of the things that I do is try to help others um, get connected to their power because I know it's possible because the result of working these steps is a spiritual awakening, you know, a spiritual transformation. If I do this work the way it's outlined, I can't help but, you know, change. Um, it's not possible to not change if I do um, what it says to do, how it says to do it. And I'm so grateful for the clear instructions that are there. I don't have to make anything up, um, but I can't not do what it says to do. You know, half measures availed me nothing, and I did half measures for a really, really long time, and I got nowhere. Um, but the last couple of years, um, at when I've actually started to do what the big book has said to do, my life has transformed in ways that I never could have expected. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Yvette L. from Connecticut. Patty O., you're up, followed by Riva P., and then we will take some more names. And, Patty, before you go, let me just give a friendly reminder to folks where we are. Um, if you came in a little late, we are in the doctor's opinion on page XXIX on the first paragraph, starting with on the other hand unpacking that one paragraph only. All right, Patio, you are up, followed by Riva P. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. My name's Patio, and I live in Florida. I'm a compulsive overeater who would appear that I am recovered from the disease of uh, compulsive overeating. Don't know how it happened. I've been decades in the search for my disease. Um, and uh, four months ago, about four months ago, I another sponsor, just like I've taken it a hundred times before, and I absolutely knew that it wasn't going to work just like it hasn't worked for decades. And she took me through the steps as outlined in the big book, and I had a psychic change. All of a sudden, the obsession to hurt myself with food was lifted. and. Now, um, I have a lot of life going on in my life right now with a sick sister and, you know, just, and Saturday it came to a culmination 
And I got this unfriendly reminder that I still have the disease of compulsive overeating. I wanted to eat. I wanted the the wrong perception that the food was going to calm me down and help me. I know that's a lie. And so I followed a few simple rules, just like it talks about in this paragraph. I called my sponsor. I told her what was going on. She advised me to go sit down and be quiet with God, to maybe do that 10-step form. And I did it, and I got some clarity. I knew why I was guilty for what I said. I knew what I had to do and what I wanted. It's an amazing simple process. It ain't easy for me. Um, And so I'm sharing now another simple rule, trying to share my experience with you guys. And um, there's other things. I I haven't been making phone calls. I, I hate the phone. But it's, again, part of that simple process so that I don't have to give in to the compulsion or the obsession to eat. So I thank you for listening. Um, I I, I, ha- I know I have to offer my services as a sponsor. And it just, so I'm going to do that and let God take care of the rest. Thank you so much for listening to me and understanding me. I don't have to understand why this works. I don't have to understand God. I just need God to understand me and to experience the relief that comes with following the simple rules. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Patty O. from Florida. Uh, we're now going to have Reva P. followed by Vasa O. And then we're going to take some more names. All right, Reva, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. You know, the paragraph before just talks about that vicious cycle that I lived in day in and day out every day every day in the cycle, stuck in the cycle. And I love on the other hand, because that is so hopeful. Um, and it talks about, again, I was, we heard in the paragraph before, the psychic change. So it's a change of soul, a change of spirit. Like God rewires my heart and my soul. Um, and then we have these promises. And it reminds me of that line, you know, when, when I straighten out spiritually, then I straighten out physically and mentally. Like it's the spiritual that drives everything um, because I have a spiritual disease. So that first promise that not only am I not picking up my allergic foods and ingredients and behaviors, but I have no desire. I have no desire. And I don't know for me about, you know, easily able to control. I wouldn't even use that word control. I am placed. I am placed in a position of neutrality. It is done to me as a result of the steps, not by me. But there's another promise that I see here. So many problems that he despaired of solving them. When I am in the food or when I am a dry drunk and not continuing and continuing and continuing to work these steps like my hair is on fire, um, I, I think. Is somebody on the line? Um, uh, anyway, yeah, when I am ahead, in Reba. that state, no problem. When I'm in that state, um, I think I even have to solve those problems, which is just self-will. So, um, yeah, not only do I 
think I have a lot of problems, but I think I have to solve them all. But when I have the psychic change, you know, every time I do another step 10 or inventory, things seem simple because my higher powers way is simple. He talks in like, you know, short, simple sentences, no analyses, no complications. And what's required, I love this business, effort, required and necessary. Do it, do it, do it. And then it happens to me. Um, and things get very, very simple. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Reva P. from Toronto, Canada. All right, Vasa O., then we're going to take some more names. Go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, Grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater, calling from Port Chavez, Florida. Thank you, Amy, for leading the meeting. And thank you for everybody's shares. I just love this meeting, and I love the doctor's opinion. I didn't understand myself. I didn't, you know, before I came to the 12 steps, I didn't understand by the higher power. I just did not, I needed to start all over again. You know, my sponsor said, put everything aside, Vasa, that you know. This is good just for me, a new understanding of our diseases and obsessions. And and uh, that's what I had to do. And uh, for me, I had the gift of desperation. And one of the, for me, the hardest thing really when I came to the 12 steps was to put the food down. That's, that's all I could deal with, one day at a time, one meal at a time. I said, I cannot do this for the rest of my life. I remember hearing people, they had one week of abstinence, two weeks. I couldn't even put one day from one meal to the next, you know. So for me, uh, psychic change or uh, spiritual experience was when I surrendered from the first night I came home from the meeting to power greater than myself. God, whoever you are, please help me. I cannot do this this by myself, on my knees, in my bathroom. And I heard this small voice, and I felt like I, I felt the connection. It was like plugging the, the, the iron into the socket. It came from my head to my heart. And that was my connection with God. And I heard something like whisper in my head to accept myself, forgive, for, for, accept forgiveness and honesty. I didn't know anything about the program. I didn't know much about the 12 steps. But that's what it came, you know. And I did have a spiritual experience from that moment. And then I wanted to go in deep, you know. And that small voice said, how many times have you done this, Val? This special occasion, turned around, went to the bedroom. I went to sleep. But anyways, um, that's what I heard. I put food down, clean house. And help others. And I could not do this by myself. You know, I couldn't get a spiritual experience. It had to come from my higher power. And I just came back from a cruise, from four or five days cruise. <laughs> I mean, with all the places to go, it, the food was just all around me. But I had my height, my protection. God was protecting me and looking over me. I knew what foods were acceptable to my food plan and which ones were not. And I, you know, I, I just looked at them and said, that's not my food. I have my food plan. I even brought something. Hi. Thank you. And I'll wrap it up. I even brought something with me just in case, and I did use it. Thank you, Natas. 
Thank you. Vasa, I forgot to write down. Where where are you from again, please? I should know this. Vasa, where are you from? Are you talking about Vasa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Port Charlotte, Florida, with snowbirds, but I come from Massachusetts. Okay, Florida. All mm-hmm. right, thanks, Vasa. All righty. So we've got time for probably two shares. So Leia who F. else would like to? Leia? Harlan G. Barbara G. And Harlan. All right, so I've got Leia F. and Harlan G. All right, Leia, you're up. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're no prophets over here. We really aren't. Let's do it very simple. I'm already in the doctor's opinion, so I've been abstinent for some while. And now they're talking about psychic change. I'm not a psychic and I'm not a prophet. The only thing is they're they're really elaborating that I'm all of a sudden seeing things a little bit differently. It's just like when I wear my glasses and and then I don't see all those flares. Uh, which way is uh, is uh, do they have the headlights on? And and I know how to cross and I know how to maneuver myself. But if 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 I don't stay abstinent and I don't stay on one path and keep it simple, then I'm not going to experience different kinds of uh, views in each of my problems, in each of my foods, in each of my everything in my relationships and in my life and just keep it simple and uh keep that effort and um and 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 they're talking about uh, uh, a fourth dimension and that's on page 25 but uh right now we're just on this paragraph we're going to keep it simple and we're just going to continue doing what the big book uh, tells us in the steps and with that i pass thank you so much Leah. harlan you're up okay thanks amy for decades and i'm harlan g by the way i'm a recovered compulsive overeater and i live in scottsdale arizona For many decades of my life, I knew something. Knew is in quotes because it was false. I knew something. And what I knew was that if I lost weight, everything in my life would be fantastic because that's what everybody told me from the time I was a little boy. And there were times when uh, I was dieting and I lost weight and things got worse or things stayed horrible. And there were times when I was a child when I was on doctor-prescribed diet pills and I lost weight and things were horrible. But there was also something else that I knew. I knew that I could not live with the food and I could not live without the food. So all I really wanted to do was die. It never, ever occurred to me in my entire life until I came into OA that by doing these steps, the desire for food would leave me because I believed that I ate because I was hungry. I believed that I compulsively overate because I loved the taste of M&Ms. I loved the taste of pizza and Milky Way bars. I loved the taste of these things, or so I thought. I came in here And what eventually happened, it didn't happen right away, but I only have three minutes. What eventually happened is you gave me a book. You gave me your hand. 
you gave me steps to follow. These are the rules. The rules are the steps. And when I started working these steps in an abstinent state, something occurred in my life through God, through a higher power, that I never, ever believed could happen in this world. The desire to eat was not there. If you're listening to this and you're new, if you're listening to this and you're in the food, you have to trust the book. You don't have to trust me. You have to trust the book. That when I put the food down, as hard as that is, it was Herculean. It was unbelievably difficult. When I put the food down and I started working the steps, which made no sense to me, why is my resentments, my fears, sexual harms done others, why is the buildup of my emotions, why are these things, the guilt, the shame, the remorse, why are these things connected to what I eat and how much I want to eat remains a mystery. But when I started actually walking through the process, what happened wasn't just that I stopped, that the desire to eat was stopped. My credit got repaired. My love life changed. My professional life changed. My life transformed. Yes, I still have challenges. Yes, I still have things that I wish were different about the world. Nobody promised me a rose garden. Nobody. But what I can say today is I have a life worth living. Do I wish I was retired? Yes. Do I wish certain things were different? Yes. But I am not fettered. I am not bogged down by a morbidly obese body and a merciless obsession of the mind to stop into every convenience store, every freaking uh, uh, drive-through window. I can walk and drive a free man. Thanks, Amy, for your service. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Harlan G. from Scottsdale, Arizona. We have two minutes left. Who wants to take us out? Two minutes. Anybody? Soon becoming a minute and a half. Blanca BGV. Barbara G. Okay, Blanca. Please go ahead. You got a minute. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, well, thank you. I just thank you, everyone, and moderator. I just wanted to say that something comes to mind for me, and that is wherever I go, I take myself with me. And it's so, it worked out that way so true in my life wherever I go and I've been to some beautiful places I've had the opportunity to go here and go there and see amazing things and travel the world but you know what without my without my steps without my spiritual awakening without an awareness of my disease and staying close close to OA and the people in it and continuing to unravel and peel back that onion so that I may stay abstinent and getting on my knees. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter. I still take myself with me. On that, I'll pass. All right, Blanca B., thank you so much. And I'd like to thank everyone for an awesome meeting. 
Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, January 16th, 2024, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 21,041. That's 21,041. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy R. please read a vision for you? Good morning. It's Nancy R., um, recovered compulsive overeater from Northwest Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is so sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Be sure that your relationship with him is right. Great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God and as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the records of your past. If really of what you find and join us, we shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. You will surely meet some of us to be touched the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you so much, Nancy R. 